You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week's guest is one of my heroes from back in the day, Richard Patrick from Filter, from Nine Inch Nails. Uh, you guys know that song, Hey Man, Nice Shot, Take a Picture, uh, tons of great music over the years. Richard uh, has always been on my list of people I wanted to talk to, but I wanted to wait until he had new music out and I knew it was coming. Uh, so I reached out and we made it happen. And I was so stoked to do this episode. Um, like I said, I've been a fan of his work for a very long time and he was a great interview. Uh, just a, a really, really nice dude. And he agreed to it himself. I hit him up randomly on Instagram and he was into the idea of doing it. He said, sounds like a good idea. Hit up my manager, did so set it up super simple and, uh, punctual on time, all sorts of good things with Richard. Um, but the new record they have coming out called the algorithm is out on the 25th of August. Uh, we're putting this out way closer to the release date than when we did the interview. The interview was almost a month ago. Um, but, uh, I like to do that in times when people have new records coming out because we don't always talk a ton about the new records. It's not something that I usually talk about. So putting out the episode when it's visible around the release time is usually the way I like to do it. And this one was no exception. So Let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump into this chat. PeerPleasurePodcast.com is the website. PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with me with uh, questions, comments, guest ideas, any of that stuff, we've got the uh, premium service, which is PeerPleasure.SupportingCast.FM. 
There you get the old videos of the episodes. You also get the ad-free feed as well as the past cast. We also have the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle, and we also are on YouTube. Um, not every episode is going to come out on YouTube. That kind of depends on the guest if they want to be on or not, and I'm still not completely sold on YouTube. So uh, that may come and go, uh, but if you're interested, you can always follow us on YouTube. All right, so let's get into this one. Here's my chat with Richard Patrick from Filter. Yep, totally. Right on, brother. Well, thank you for doing this, first off. I, no I really problem. appreciate it. It was so weird because I hit you up on Instagram randomly, <laughs> and that <laughs> rarely ever comes back. I'm just like, well, I'll try here first. And, uh, yeah. man, I appreciate I it. I send them, I forward them to my uh, my managers. Did you call, did you end up getting in touch with my manager? No, because I didn't have the, I was trying, this is weird. I've been doing this seven years, so finding mm -hmm. management and stuff like that is pretty easy at this point for some reason i could not find information on his email and i was like well i'm not going to bother richard again with it so like like uh twist of fate joe sent me a email the next day saying hey filter's putting out a new record i was like i'm just going to go through joe your publicist and right. i went that route so well, there you go they went through management and got it all set up, and and uh, I know it's a little off time for you as well as when you like to do these. I appreciate the the flexibility. No, too, it's so. okay. But it's uh, all yeah, man, I've been a fan for a long time, so I'm I'm stoked to do this because uh, I got short bus back in what '93. Like I uh, I heard filter before I ever heard Nine Inch Nails. To be honest, I mm -hmm. grew up in Alaska, so we got stuff randomly at that point right. in time. <laughs> And uh, was blown away, dude. I've been a fan ever since. And and so, uh, yeah, stoked to do this. I was just watching cool. some YouTube videos uh, before this, just kind of getting in the mood and, and saw a video of you guys doing uh, take a picture with Chino guesting on stage with it from yeah. a long time ago. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. it was it was awesome. I was I was uh, I love seeing stuff like that, like just ran like you never would have yep. thought like um that connection you know what i mean it was it was great yeah. so um 
yeah. How yeah are- Chino is Chino is just the most amazing singer there is. I mean, he really is. It, it just his mouth sense of melody and everything he does lyrically, it's just spot on. I mean, he's amazing. It's incredible with him because he hates writing lyrics. <laughs> yeah. He just likes oh. making the melodies. Right. Like but he's it. fantastic. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's he's great. You guys both have something very much in common, and that's your ability to create a vibe. Like to create cool. a feeling with your voice, with your output. There's just like a there you can't learn that really. You either have it or you don't, I feel. And you right. guys really both have that thing. When you know, when I put on your music, it puts me in a certain place. Like it's really like it's it's like a um it's just a whole vibe. Like it just takes over the room, it takes over the mood, it takes over the cool. the the whole the whole shebang. As, as have you heard have you heard the new record, The I Algorithm? Have. I have. It's cool. fantastic. It's super I'm trying to think the right way to describe it. Like it's it seems like the right progression for today, but it mm-hmm. has the classic feel too of of your whole career. Like your whole mm-hmm. career kind of summed up on this record, but then it pushes it further. And I was cool. really there's some really interesting stuff on there. Like it went places I did not imagine. Um, I've listened to it twice. I just put it on. So I didn't go song to song. I just put it on headphones on and just let it go. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a journey for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. uh, Straight, straight through. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to, especially with people I've been listening to for so long. I mean, we spend artists spend hours and, 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 and weeks thinking about the sequence mm-hmm. of the, the song sequence and how it how it's played from start to finish you know and Absolutely. when you put it on when you have vinyl you put it on the first five songs or you know the a side and then the b side and uh you want it to play like uh, like like it's like for me i'm a cd baby so i want it to play like this like a movie mm-hmm. i want it to be you know i don't want it to just like have and it's all killer, no filler. That's the attitude I have. I want every song to matter and count. I mm-hmm. want everything to be amazing. Absolutely. You know? It it definitely hits there, man. Like there's no there's no lulls. Like like there's no like like you're talking about no all killer, no filler. Like there's no like bridging tracks that go between. Like everything has its own story and its own feel. And cool. uh yeah, I I really appreciate that. It was what I was saying, like, like someone like you have listened to for so long back when records were a thing. I like to listen to the music as a full thing. Like you guys weren't around when it was the single, uh, like only want, you know, one or two songs. You bought the whole record. Mm -hmm. Of course, you had a single to sell the record, but the record was one piece. Now people are just Mm -hmm. releasing single here, single there. So uh, with stuff like yours, I would digest it as a full record. Just mm-hmm. like I would back in '93, I'd sit on the school bus, with my headphones on, listening right. to Filter, listening to Metallica, listening to Silverchair, whoever. Um, mm-hmm. It was always digested that way, mm-hmm. especially cassette too. You just you can't skip songs that way. You have to yeah, go through. You try, you can try, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did you guys do the the sequencing on this record? Did you do the sequencing, or did you bring yeah. someone in? Like, or I have you ever brought someone session. in? 
I opened up a session of Logic and just took the the mixes of the song and put them in order, and then and then played with it and listened to it, and would take long walks and listen to the whole forty five minutes or fifty minutes of music, and then I would think about it and and you know, and then I would just and then I finally came up with the list and I I played it from my band i said this is this this is the record the whole way through and they were like okay this is a great sequence and you know and then um and then yeah and usually i can i can take it all the way to like howie weinberg our the mastering engineer mm -hmm. and i can literally go in and we could sequence it you know we can spend time at his studio but i was already convinced of, of the way i wanted it to play out mm -hmm. And uh, it, that's how it is. And, yeah. Have you the ever have you ever brought in someone to sequence with you on a record? No, no. I'm I'm I love doing it. Nice. I think it's fun. I think it's I think it's like the final step before mastering, mm -hmm. and and I enjoy doing it. It's crazy to think how important that is. I don't think people think about that when they listen to it. people that aren't musicians or haven't done records before don't even think about that but the way it's delivered is so important yeah to the success of the record the longevity of the record yeah you know that's why i'm really happy with the the way the vinyls came out this year and the cds are coming out this year it, it with this record it's the packaging is really cool I, i'm really proud of it see that's Same something i haven't seen yet is the packaging i saw i believe it's just the record label logo yeah, on it's the SoundCloud. The astronaut. It's the mm -hmm. astronaut head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the record cover. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. But you know, all the all the good stuff in there with the lyrics and the uh the 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 credits and everything like that. I love that. People can open up the, the book and, and read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with right, the... it's actually just one it's actually just one record so they can look at it. The, oh, it's one the one piece you're talking about. I think I think so. Okay. I think so. I might be wrong. That's one thing. I I I grew up with CDs, so I didn't ever have record. My dad had records, mm -hmm. and so I all the records I saw were old records, like older mm -hmm. for me. Pink Floyd, mm -hmm. Cheech and Chong, uh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I love looking at those. But none of the bands I was into had vinyl available. Yeah, back me. in the day, we just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. We were moving on. Yeah. CD but world. CDs sound better. I mean, they sound technically better. They're, you know, they're crystal clear straight from the mastering, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they have lower lows and higher highs. So yeah, the frequency responses are, are, you know, they're, they're huge, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with vinyl. I'm okay with CDs. I love them both. Mm -hmm. Do you, you remember, know? do you remember when CDs came in those long boxes? Oh yeah, I remember that because I would buy. <laughs> I was buying. I was buying my U two collection back then in 1982, 83, 84. Damn, that's and the year I was born. Long boxes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember getting those for like an early Christmas. I'd never seen it before. I was like, "What mm -hmm. is this?" And I got a CD player, a boombox, and a um, and a like a stack of CDs. I think it was Mariah Carey, MC Hammer, Michael Jackson, and Debbie Gibson. Because my wow. dad was like a pop guy. He had like a, yeah. a volunteer radio show on a small island in Alaska. And mm -hmm. that was what I got for my friend. New Kids on the Block. Wow. And that when like. You, when did you discover heavier music? 
it was right around uh i discovered uh the black album by metallica was the first heavier record i heard and it was somebody on the school bus on the back of the school bus was playing it on a cassette player mm-hmm. and i heard inner sandman he just started from the beginning of the tape and i was like okay what is this like it, i got that feeling like mm-hmm. hmm, this is interesting because all i was raised on was pop music so like mm-hmm. if it didn't have the melody i didn't really catch on to it so anything if i heard something heavier than that i probably would have been shied away from it Mm-hmm. but yeah inner sandman was the first one and then i uh from there went backwards through metallica and then started finding other bands but that was close to uh yeah i had a neighbor that had a older son and he would blare music from his truck across the street mm-hmm. and that's where i heard filter that's where i heard Whoa. uh stabbing westward and uh Candlebox and uh uh slayer like all those bands came from him and uh that's where i started getting into heavier music um and then yeah it was just a weird progression it was a weird Mm. progression because hearing metallica on the black album as your first kind of entrance to it it was super strange because there was so much before that that i Mm -hmm. missed what about you like what what got you into doing what you do like what what really like your dad yeah, my dad played Neil Diamond Hot August Nights in 1974 on a brand new stereo system that he bought. And I was four. Mm-hmm. It came out in 74. So I was like, I was five, six okay. around that age. And uh, he, I just remember like, holy shit, this is cool. Music is cool. And would listen to it and just rock back and forth. And, and, and then, over time my brothers started buying records and they had record players and stereos and uh my brother robert listened to a whole bunch of stuff but my um my dad had we got into pink floyd i loved pink floyd Mm -hmm. and then um and then i think i got into kiss when i was like maybe seven eight nine and listen to kiss and then my brother had enough of he was like you're listening to too much kiss this <laughs> is the clash from now on you are punk and i was listening to the clash and i was like that's where my punk ethic came from and then um and then i would listen to and then my friends we i was listening to some rush i would listen to van halen i would listen to a lot of stuff but a lot of clash and then at some point I was listening to too much U2 and it was affecting my, like my writing and a record company turned me down and, um, I was devastated and I called my friend Trent Reznor and Trent's like, you got to start listening to new music. And so a friend of mine, Dave Soleil came over with the land of rape and honey by ministry. Mm -hmm. And it blew me away. I'd never heard anything that was as electronic as it was heavy and nasty and mean and just, you know, stigmata, you know, just amazing. And so I was listening to that. And, um, and then my friend also gave me some skinny puppy records and it was like, holy shit. And then I, um, and then, uh, I, uh, ran into Trent Reznor later and he goes, what's gotten into you, man? I'm like, all I listen to is skinny puppy and ministry. 
And he's like, dude, I have something for you. It's called Nine Inch Nails. You got to try it. It's my it's my band. I want to play some music and see if you like it. And he played me head like a hole. And that's when I joined Nine Inch Nails. Dude, that's wild. That's the yeah. record they called an abortion. Isn't that what they said yeah. about that record? The, that's, what, uh, TVT? that's what the label said uh-huh. about it was an abortion. Yeah. What an oversight. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, he was a real, he was a real didn't get it and yeah. he was a super cunning businessman and signed trent to a really bad record deal but mm-hmm. you know anyways that's over trent's out of that so yeah all- yeah dude hearing those first records the magic on those records you can never you can i i feel like i've never really found it again in the same way like it's it's still magical but that initial like goosebump feeling. I've had a hard time finding that later in life. Mm-hmm. But when I put on those records that I first heard, I can be taken back to that time. I can feel mm-hmm. the room. I can feel, I can smell the car. Like I can, I can just sense memories are so strong that I don't have anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm 40 years old now. So like not old by any means, but I don't, I don't get those feelings for music like I did back then and i think it's just it just imprinted on me so much do you get those feelings like can you listen to a record that you used to sit and listen to and kind of be back in your room or back in that spot totally i can listen to older music and just be like oh my god this sounds so good and and um but i can also hear new music you know Mm -hmm. uh and just be blown away by it and just be like, damn, this is fucking good. Yeah. You know, there's this new EDM artist named Rez, R-E-Z-Z, and she's huge. She plays the Greek theater when she's out here. Uh-huh. And uh, she is amazing. She's got a song that she's got, just listen to the first five songs in her Spotify. It's just amazing shit. Is it a black and red good. like cover or a black? I think that came up on the front page of my Spotify this morning. I didn't listen to it, but she's when got, I got on Spotify, she's got, like, she's got like crazy glasses with with red like LED lights in them. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Then it was the red on the yeah, it red. Yeah. Okay, red. I'll check it out after this because it came up on my Spotify this morning on the homepage. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. She's cool. And then there's this other kid that I listened to, Scarlord. Scarlord is spelled the, the X is an O. Mm-hmm. The O is an X. It's S C A R L Scarlord L X R D. And he's just amazing. He's he's like this black kid from the Midlands of England. And he's like, yeah, and scream, <laughs> he screams the most insane trap metal you've ever heard in your life. Interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check these out after this because uh yeah. I love hearing new music. I just don't have the same sense of memory because it hasn't been long enough, I guess is probably what it is. The fascination's still there, but the the recall, like the total recall mm-hmm. is 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 there with so many early records. So your brother got you turned on to the clash. Mm-hmm. Now is Robert Robert. Robert. And he's the actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he your only sibling? No, I have four brothers and sisters. Okay, but he's the one who gave you the Clash record. He's the one who gave me the Clash record, yeah. Man, okay. Because that band, 
was so interesting because they were such good players, but it seemed like they were in the scene where it wasn't cool to be good at what you're doing. No, they were, they were, they, they tried everything. They, they were like into hip hop. They were into like, they, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the radio clash was like them getting into almost hip hop. They were playing reggae. They were playing all kinds of stuff. Like they were, they were the real deal. They were, and, and they're, their subject matter was super political. Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. constantly talking about how people were getting screwed over by the government or in life. And, mm-hmm. You know, did you ever get to see them live? I did. I saw them in 1982. Oh my God. The year I was born. It's yeah. Wild. Yeah. Man. Just once. Yep. Okay. It was the year that Mick Taylor had quit. Okay. So they had two guitar players that replaced him. Man. Yeah. Okay. Mick Taylor? Is it Mick? It's Mick Jones, I think, from the Mick, Clash. Yes. Yeah. I believe yeah. so. I believe so. Yeah. And and uh man, have you by chance made it to that punk rock museum in Vegas? Uh-uh. Is oh, it cool? It's supposed to be incredible. It's uh, Fat Mike from No Effects put it together and uh but there's a uh Brian Ray, Ray Turcott uh, a guy I've had on the show before has a huge collection of punk memorabilia from that era, and they have Joe Strummer's shirt that wow. he was all painted on. They have that, mm-hmm. and I believe that's in the museum. Um, wow. A lot of Clash stuff, a um, lot of everything, but it's just a really cool idea. Like mm-hmm. every band can submit flyers and get put in there. Um, cool. Like regardless of whether you could be a band right now and send in a flyer and then mm-hmm. put it on the wall. It's a whole the inclus- inclusivity of it's amazing. Um, that's awesome but uh definitely something to check out if you're if you're heading to vegas but mm-hmm. um yeah so you so you were in nine inch nails on the on the famed uh very first Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. 91 did, yeah did you get in on any of that jamming that was going on with like rollins band and jane's addiction I, every day i came out i came out and played with Susie Susie sue okay and, yeah but yeah, I, it wasn't a big, it wasn't that great of a performance. So it was just kind of, <laughs> I was just kind of drunk, like whatever. Yeah, that was back in the drinking Love days. Love Susie She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I didn't really get into the jamming. I wasn't much of a jammer. I like, I learn my songs and I play my songs. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I do. Like that's what I did in Nine Inch Nails. I learned those and played those and that was it that was my thing where does that where does that come from do you think that that uh like sticking to the plan like is that does that come from somewhere else like somewhere younger um as far as kind of being not regimented but performing 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 the record performing the yeah yeah, prepared prepared yeah less no, I, uh, you know that's that's music that's being in a band 101 you gotta you gotta you, you gotta you know you gotta know your parts and know your lyrics and everything like that i'm I'm kind of cheating these days because i have a little ipad with the lyrics on my on my on my ipad because i can't remember my fucking i have eight records with the lyrics and <laughs> You get in there and you're just singing and you're just like, what's the next line? Like, you, like there's some songs that are totally locked in. Like, hey man, nice shot. That's locked in. That yeah. is, I'm on autopilot with that. But like some of the new stuff and 
some of the stuff in the last 20 years, the last 10 years, like, I'm like, what am I singing? You know? Yeah. But I tried, I tried do my best to memorize them, but like everybody uses teleprompters. Everyone uses teleprompters. So it's, mm -hmm. but yeah. It's part of seeing how the sausage is made. I, I, yeah. I was on stage with Ozzy in Mexico city in 2018 and just watching the teleprompter go. And, and uh my buddy do you know rob Blasco? he still screws him up he yeah. still screws yes him up. yeah he's you, still you know do you know uh rob blasco he plays bass for ozzy and he was in no Nathan's i don't know. i can't tell you he's a buddy of mine he's like man i could i could literally write happy birthday on there and he would sing it <laughs> right. if he wanted yeah. to it's incredible uh but that was my first time seeing it like disguised as a monitor, like a wedge. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, oh man, here we go. It was still an incredible show, but it was just interesting to oh, see yeah, it, that you, side of him. You, you cheat. They're all doing it. Yeah. There's not a there's not there's not a one that doesn't have a teleprompter on stage. The especially the huger, the bigger guys. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna name names because it's you know, it's sacrilege to like, you know give up the magic tricks and everything like sure. that but but yeah it's everywhere it's everywhere throw the uh throw the vocal track in the in the in-ears and uh and let it rip <laughs> well i don't know about that oh man I don't, know about, I don't know about that but i uh yeah i have there's cues and stuff in our tracks mm -hmm. that we have because we're electronic there's a lot of sure there's a lot of sounds that you can't reproduce live you just you, they're samples and you know what i mean so we've had a you know a, a, a rig like that since since the 90s you know mm -hmm. since i was in, in all the way back to nine inch nails there's always been tracks that like you have um but yeah in the tracks there's a click track and like in the click track, it goes one, two, three, verse, go. Like, like you have a cue to like sing, start singing now. One, <laughs> two, start singing now. You know, and like we have we have that kind of stuff. Just because it's 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 there to you know some songs. I'm just like, where's this? Where's this part coming in? When's this? Uh, am I coming in now? Like you, you just freeze for some reason. Yeah. It's kind of what am I doing? You know, you you get distracted by the audience and the the lights and everything. Oh, you know, of course. Normal, it's normal business, normal normal stuff that everybody does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I was a touring guitarist for Portugal the Man, and and uh, once you get to the bigger shows, like you can't see, you can see maybe the first two rows of people, and that's mm -hmm. it. There's lights going, there's fog going, there's mm -hmm. uh, we never had the click when I was with them. Uh, mm -hmm. but that was a, a whole nother ball game, but mm -hmm. with what you're doing with everything, having to fire at the, like the right time, like it's absolutely understandable to, to have something like that. I didn't know it was that extensive of having even the yeah. cues to come in. Like if you, yeah. if say there are some you, bands, there are some bands that, that like every single song, like, okay, chorus here, chorus two, three, four, boom, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Interesting. I've not, yeah. I've not heard that before. I knew like different mixes in the in the, the ears. The, the and... It's it's because the audience has digital 
fucking iPhones that will mm-hmm. put you on YouTube for the rest of your life. And like, here's here's Richard Patrick screwing up, you know, hey man, nice shot, or you know, making a mistake. And you know, like uh-huh. you know, and, and once you make a mistake, it's out there forever and you have to kind of live with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It'll follow you forever. Like the the I'll, I want to bring this up with you. I bring it up all the time on the show because it's such a cool idea. But for it seems like for what you're doing, it may make sense. But there's a band called Umphreys McGee. They're like a jam band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rent out headphones like you and I are wearing to mm-hmm. the audience that pumps through the, the front of house mix mm-hmm. from the soundboard. So you can watch what they're doing, but you hear what they're hearing almost like perfect sound mm-hmm. as perfect as it can get to enhance the experience. And it seems like I've not done it myself. I've been to one show with a friend of mine to drag me there. Uh, but it seems like a really clever idea mm-hmm. to have that. I don't know if that's something that you've seen before with other bands or heard about, but it seems really fascinating to me to have them have the same experience. I like the huge having. PA system. Just I the like thumping big, sound. Huge. Yeah, the massive PA system. Because you still yeah. feel that. You still feel that in your chest, yeah. but you're hearing, you're not hearing people talking or yelling or screaming. You're hearing exactly. Oh, I, 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 I could appreciate that. I, I went to Billie Eilish. I saw Billie Eilish and the girl next to me was screaming all the lyrics. And I'm just like, you're ruining it for me. Like mm-hmm. this 14 year old kid was singing completely out of tune every lyric of the songs and i'm just like yo i i appreciate your enthusiasm but my god you're ruining this for me i didn't say anything i just i asked my wife if she could stand next to her like and and then i kind of went away i mean it was it was hard to hear you know Mm -hmm. but yeah you know yeah you go see these these younger performers and sometimes it's just you know it's crazy it's absolutely wild that you look at like Taylor Swift where mm-hmm. I have uh coworkers that paid for plane tickets because the ticket they got was was in Phoenix. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and mm-hmm. they they had to fly to Phoenix because like lottery for the tickets. And that's the show they got. So they had to pay plane tickets to fly there, hotel oh to go see this performance. And I'm like, yeah. man, like I'm a fan of some bands, but not like that. <laughs> Yeah, but it seems like what you have to do nowadays with some yeah, of these and then mega stars. you go, you go, and there's a fucking girl standing, you know, sitting right next to you, going, <laughs> you know, like I mean, like you know, you're yeah. you're kind of you're kind of at the at the mercy of what's who's around you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Seven thousand dollars for a ticket, and all you got is, you know, some crazed fan standing next to you, ruining it. Yeah. But you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate but that. Maybe that's just me being old, but like, you know, I, you know, what happened to just cheering at the end of the song and listening? Yeah. yeah. Bobbing your head, moving your body. I, uh, have you seen helmet live a bunch? Of course they toured with us. Really? Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I just saw it filter, them. It was Hel- filter and helmet. Yeah. Fuck. Did that come through Portland? I, I believe so. God damn it. Yeah, I should have been. I I had Paige on uh a hundred episodes ago, but um I went and saw them with Clutch, and that <laughs> set there was no room to talk, there was no room to scream, there was no words exchanged. They came out and beat us in the face for forty five mm-hmm. minutes, and it was a religious experience. 
Wow, but there was awesome. no way anyone next to you could scream loud enough to get over yeah. that band. It mm-hmm. was nuts. And that was one of the first times it didn't matter who was around me. It was just mm-hmm. everyone was gone. It was just this yeah. pummeling. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Now, you know, 20 years ago, people would be like, oh, the mosh pits ruin everything. And now that, you know, they, you can't get in front of your band because, you know, the mosh pits start off and, you know, and that's kind of subsided for us a little bit. Like people just want to watch us, you know what I mean? And maybe it's because our crowds are a little older and they're, they're a little bit more fragile, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Man. Uh, so with this new record, mm -hmm. you guys are you guys are heading out with Rob Zombie. Yep, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and oh Ministry my god, on the freaks on freaks freaks on parade tour. <laughs> I'm I think I'm probably the most normal out of the the four of us, but yeah, nice. So you're I assume you're friends with Ministry at this point, probably oh, over yeah. the years to where I've known Al Jorgensen since 1989. How does that work for you being like having hearing that band and having them change you like that and then just becoming yeah. buds? 
Like, how does that work for you? Because you're in a much different well, I position. I told him the story. I'm like, it literally, Landry Benhani literally changed my life. Like, completely changed the trajectory of my life. Like, mm-hmm. changed it. And he's like, same with me. <laughs> you know? He was <laughs> like, he's like, same here. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Because uh, yeah. meeting your heroes and stuff like that, like, everyone says, don't do that. But it's, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that shit. But No, um, he's cool. That's interesting. You've had a friendship for however many years and, and yeah. uh, probably still gives you goosebumps seeing those yeah. guys live. Yeah. I, I saw him at the uh, hit core thing, which is something I wanted to recommend to you and your viewers. Uh, yeah. What is that? H I T K O R.com. And it's an hour and a half concert of you, you can see ministry and you can also see filter. And we played for an hour and a half, like almost two hours of like so many deep cut tracks and really had a great time. And uh, I strongly recommend it. It's a live performance, like a web stream webcast thing. And um, I strongly recommend it. Hitcore.com. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's like 20 bucks and you get the concert for, for the rest of your life or something like that. Or, you, you know, as long as it's, it's, as long as it's on the site and, and it's really great. Plus you can buy merch and stuff like that. Right. Is, is that proprietary to filter or is that just, is it like a platform that has a lot of other stuff? It's got a platinum a platform that has a lot of other stuff. Okay. But, but you guys get also, the money, right? Like it goes to the band. Yeah. yeah Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. That's rad. Yeah, check it out. It's hitcore.com and it's a it's a full-on live performance. We have a special guest, Danny Loner, comes out and plays a couple songs with us. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Man. I That's would... actually a pretty funny moment because Danny <laughs> Danny came out and he didn't have his headphones. So we had to run up. He had he his in-ear monitors. So I had to run up to the dressing room, come back and get it. And we, we just waited. It was live when mm-hmm. we did it. So we just waited for him to come back. And like, I ended up telling stories and, you know. Was that Danny sitting next to you at the Rock Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay. Because he's yeah. absolutely hilarious. hilarious. Yes, he is absolutely hilarious. Oh my he, God. Is, he is a great interview. I, I thought I was just I'm watching him like itch his itch his eyes and just kind of like like kind of just rocking back and forth in the chair and yeah. everyone just kind of looking at him like what's going on here? What's going on here? And then he gets the mic and just everyone's <laughs> fucking laughing. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He worked on Fat Mike again. He worked on that Koki the Clown record mm-hmm. with Fat Mike, which brings me to tears listening to that record it's so brutal have you heard That's it awesome. no oh what's, my what's it called Koki the clown it's a character he used to play like this mm. coked out clown but it's like songs about uh what one song i think it's called i killed my or that time i killed my mom because she was dying of cancer and he was trying to help her along he found a friend uh he committed suicide uh by hanging and getting him down and like the detail of these songs it's super, it's almost like an Andy Kaufman-esque awkward brutality. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. But Danny yeah. worked with him. I went to his house and interviewed him in his pool. And we were talking about that record. And he was talking about Danny helping him on that record. um, And uh, with a lot of parts. Okay, it's something it's definitely to check out. It's it's brutal. Like it, I had to pull over in the car when I heard it because I was just like, this is 
the most brutally honest record I've probably ever heard, but it's so brutal that it's, I mean, it, it evokes some things in you. Wow. Um, crazy. But Danny was a big part of that, I guess. So, um, it's called Cokie the Clown. Cokie the Clown. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll listen to it tonight when I walk around my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, you think like downward spirals dark and like yeah. brutalizing. And then you put on this record and it's like, holy shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's not as nuanced. It's like just straight up, this is what happened. And mm-hmm. it's just, he's, he's, and Mike is just out of his mind. Uh, still, he was still drinking really heavy and, and mm-hmm. still hitting the, the drugs. And, and, um, yeah, it's brutal. But uh, definitely really? worth a listen to. It'll change. It'll change you a little bit. Wow, it's a tough I, yeah, listen. I hope, I hope for a good way. In yeah, a good way. and then you can hit up Danny and ask him about it because he, uh, if I ever have him on the show, I want to talk about that record. But um, yeah, oh, Danny's great. You should get him on the show. He's so funny. Very funny person. So funny. Uh, well, so for this for this cycle, you got a big tour set up for it. I think people are really going to enjoy this record. It's, mm-hmm. how did how did i'm I'm just curious like what songs came to you first on this record when you decided okay i'm gonna make a record now like was it a couple well, of songs first, honestly the first songs that came first was was thoughts and prayers and mark america and they're not even on the record no. they came early they came out as singles and um i that was when i first started writing again with brian lee's gang mm-hmm. And then uh, Summer Child and uh, Command Z were the first songs that that I wrote. And then I changed things up and worked with a guy named Zach Monowitz. Mm-hmm. And then I built up my studio and sat there and wrote The Drowning and um, Face Down. Drowning's totally the opener. Drowning's the and opener. Command Z's the closer. And Command Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the face down, I wrote by myself. Okay. And uh, and then there was and and be careful what you wish for is another song I wrote by myself. And then I wrote with Sam Tanez, who is uh, a big pop singer. He's like a, an amazing pop songwriter, and he's he, he's he loves me. He's he's like so. If it wasn't for Filter, I don't know what I'd be doing, you know. And uh, he's an amazing singer. He's insane. And uh, he wrote uh, Obliteration and um, Burn Out the Sun. Okay, that video's me. that video rules. By the way, Obliteration. The Obliteration, cool. Oh my I'm god, like it's it. awesome. Cool. I'm glad so you like good. it. Yeah. Yeah, we were. I was. I was taking a shot in the dark, really. I mean, I, this guy reached out to me on Facebook and said, "Let's do something," and I was like, "All right, Atnes," and uh, from Germany. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Let's do something." I'm like, "All right, great. Here's a song." And he's like, "Can I animate to this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he he animated the whole thing to it, and then I and then I eventually I was like, okay, well let me send you the finished version of the song that's mastered. So I sent it to him at the last possible minute, and then we uploaded it to YouTube like about a month ago, and here it is. And it's yeah, it's a great song. And Mark Jackson and Ian Scott worked on that too. Very cool. That yeah, that song's great. And and I don't know how much we can talk about it, but Gen Z uh generation z the uh uh the closer hopefully i'm getting uh, that command z sorry Gen- yeah 
completely off. Like I said, I listened to it in one piece, but uh, mm-hmm. Command Z, the chorus of that song, <laughs> talking about being high as fuck. Yeah. And like, is that tongue in cheek? I wanted to ask you about this because I know yeah. you're you're in recovery. So I, but right. I, I was curious where well, that part came record, from because it's just like, it was so blunt. That, that, that. The whole record is about an astronaut that comes back to Earth and finds it completely destroyed. And he's like the last person here, except for the little girl who's in the video. Mm -hmm. And the whole record is the algorithm. Like, what is the algorithm? Is the algorithm something that defines you online? Is it is it something that you were working on in your life? Is it a is it like a problem in your life that you're working on? Like, what is the algorithm? And the last song is kind of when he just like, well, fuck it. They blew it up. They ruined the earth. I'm just going to get wasted. You know, like I'm just going to get high. So it is tongue in cheek, but at the same time, it's what, it's what when alcoholics get to a place where they, where they go out and they get wasted and they throw it, they they just call it getting a case of the fuck it's mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> Never heard know, that you, one. It's like, yeah, you just fuck it. I'm out. I'm I'm going to go drink, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, and it's, it's just, yeah, it's, I love that song. That's, and, and when I first sang it, everybody told me not to do it. Like, no, you can't, this, you're ruining this song. Like this song is so, is so amazing. I said, that's exactly what I would have said if I was 25. Like if I was 25 years old, this is exactly the lyrics I would have, I would have chosen. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to act on that instinct and, um, and, and put that song in. And I think that song could be like used for generation Z. I think they, they could hear it and just be like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause the world is essentially coming to an end. I mean, like it is, we're fucking polluting and just misinformation and just everything that is going on on this, on this planet. It's like, it's getting close to just like craziness. So dude, it's an anthem for generation Z. That makes so much more sense hearing you explain it that way, because I would, li- I would wait for that part on the record of that chorus to come in on that song. Cause it was just so mm-hmm. different than the rest yeah. of it. it just stands out which makes complete sense now explaining it that yeah. way where it's just the final like fuck it because <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it I'm, sounds like is what who gives I'm getting a fuck wasted. i'm yeah. getting wasted fuck you fuck like, it. <laughs> that's I'm exactly out. it yeah. okay yeah it hit it it hit in a different way at first because i was like what the fuck is this this is awesome and then like yeah looking forward to that part on the next spot but speaking of where the world's going did you see those hearings yesterday uh, on the UFOs? Yeah. Basically them saying that aliens are real and no yeah. one cared. Yeah. No one and said well, anything about it. It's just like, I think it's ah, because fucking cares. I, I mean, for me, I'm skeptical. You know what I mean? Like until it like fucking alien spacecraft lands on my front yard. Like I really need to like see. Mm-hmm what is happening it it can't be this weird nuanced you know oh there was alien landing in roswell and you know and the, the aliens were kept in a secret compartment i just don't believe it mm-hmm. i'm 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 skeptical on on every level with everything i'm non-religious because mm-hmm. it sounds like bullshit it <laughs> sounds made up a guy was murdered 
brutally crucified and then he got up and walked around three days later and you know we're supposed to believe that like on on faith and like and and by the way if you don't fully believe him and believe in him he's gonna burn you forever in hell like i just don't believe it i just like i don't believe in bigfoot I don't, you know, I don't believe, I mean, I, I'm sure there's, if there was UFO stuff that was fully real, like real, realized, real, real fucking, like, obviously in front of my face, I would, I would be happy as hell. But to be honest with you, I wouldn't be shocked because look at how diverse life is on planet earth. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, there could be life on Io, the 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 moon of Jupiter, mm -hmm. you know, it's a huge ocean planet and it's frozen. But underneath those, you know, we've seen how the vents, you know, in 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 our oceans, those those vents that heat up the water and it brings in all this weird, strange alien life around it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Um, you know, those animals have never seen light or the sun or anything. They're just getting their energy from the carbon that comes out of the ocean water, you know, mm -hmm. this, uh, event, uh, you know, the volcanic vent. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's life out there, you know, obviously there, there has to be life throughout the galaxy. Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I'm, I just, I, I, to think it's like an alien creature with a spaceship is, is just, it's too hard to believe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was more that, shocked that like no one a, said anything about it. Like no one cared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have a hard time believing that millions of ballots were, you know, fucking, you know, and oh, the, the ballot and the, the, the fraud and all the, you know, I just don't, don't believe it. Yeah. I, you know, 61 courts, have said there was no wide scale voter fraud. 61 mm -hmm. courts, 61 judges heard Giuliani and Sidney Powell sit there and blather on about, you know, uh, you know, supposed fraud, you know, ballot, you know, mischief mm -hmm. and you know and none of them said you've got a case let's let's have a court let's have a hearing let's let's get in here and let, let's let's arrest the people that you know did the illegal ballot you know uh bashing and all mm -hmm. that stuff and, you know i'm a pragmatic man i you know i i i i you know i'm i'm uh I need to, I need to really be convinced. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I have a, I have a, I have an easier time listening to guys like Carl Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson or, you know, um, the wheelchair guy, what's his name? Hawkins. Yeah. Stephen Hawkins. Uh, Stephen Hawkins. You know, I, I have an easier time believing them because physics is so real. It is so, you know, astrophysics is, is something that I can absolutely, it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's tangible. And it's tangible. And, mm -hmm. you know, but when it comes to all this crazy shit, you know, QAnon and all this fucking wild. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's just, I feel bad for people. The uh -huh. misinformation that is out there, especially the stuff when it comes to pollution, uh -huh. is so disgusting to me because scientists are not, they're not in this to try and sell a book. 
they're not in this to try and sell you bullshit. Mm -hmm. They're they're just saying the earth is heating up because the amount of carbon dioxide that's in the air, the 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 sun rays come in and they bounce off the carbon dioxide and stay in and it's warming up the planet and all we need to do is reduce our carbon footprint and done. That is all we're saying. It is not a liberal agenda. It is not a fucking it is just that's that's what science is teaching us and Science is never wrong. You know what I mean? And when it is, they fucking celebrate it. Mm -hmm. Scientists gather around and pop champagne when their theories blow up in front of them because they're the, the achievement is there. Yeah. Progress. Progress is there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my rant for today. But, uh, well, you could call the Bible the first concept record. Essentially. (laughs) But I mean, in the story, yeah. yeah, and it's bonkers. choose your own adventure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. I yeah, I was raised in a Mormon household. It was fucking psychotic. Um, <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> those it, guys. I'm still in therapy. Joseph Joseph Smith. Oh like, my god! <laughs> He's talking, and he was arrested for being a con man. Yeah, early a convicted fraud. Hey, I could find silver on your property or whatever. My, my, uh, speaking of the conspiracies, I visited my, my mom and brother recently and the Titanic submersible just happened and I was talking Mm -hmm. about it and they're like, you know, there was no one on there. Right. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, you know, there was no one on there. And what are you talking about? Like, that was a distraction for, and I was like, well, what about the people that died? Like, well, it's easy to fake your death when you're that rich. Why would you want to do that? And so my mom actually said, when the magic glasses come off, you see things. And I said, wait a minute, your entire life is based on a guy with magic glasses looking into a hat. And I flipped the tables on her and she lost it. Like, oh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Yeah. Someone that can have their whole life based on this fraudulent uh, new religion and then try to tell you that this submersible had no one on it. Yeah, uh, or that the moon landing didn't happen, and like uh, yeah. all these things, it's, it's like I that, had to leave. They drive me crazy. Yeah. The moon landing is one of the greatest things that's ever happened. To this this yeah. tiny species that we are, and and you know the achievement to to literally leave our planet and go to you know uh, uh, you know uh, the moon and then mm-hmm. come back and 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 live to tell the tale and to, here's the pictures and here's our camera and the live feed that had to come from all the way from the moon when they were, you know, all that, all that, that, you can't fake that stuff. That's that, that happened, you know, and it just blows my mind. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just a little, it's the seed of doubt is just enough to get some people going crazy on the fact that there's a seed, you know, the, the, the bullshit about Barack Obama's, you know, birth certificate and, know and and just the lies and lies and lies and lies and it's just terrible it's just awful people and people believe it Mm -hmm. they fully like no it's real i read it on a website the blah 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 dude what website you know you can read that the earth is flat you can you can read that people are literally saying the earth is flat the earth is flat like what yeah 
It's fucking like wild. The pictures from the moon show the earth round, you know, like, and it's round and it's, you know, the, the moon is round, you mm-hmm. know, and it's round because of gravity. And it's, it's so easy to understand it. The immensity of the moon, the, the hugeness of the moon is what makes it all point to the center of, so of course it's round, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you and I could fucking fix this planet, bro. Dude, we can. You know, you and I can fucking we could we could get all this fixed. Big do and Richard Patrick saving the world. Uh I like that. That's a good sentiment there. I <laughs> I think I agree with you on that one. Uh I wanted to ask you something that I heard I heard this this morning and I was thinking about it kind of all day. Uh I was listening to a podcast with uh it was Conan O'Brien. Conan, Conan O'Brien needs a friend or whatever the podcast and he was interviewing Billy Corgan mm-hmm. and they were talking about AI and mm-hmm. how Billy was kind of saying that with AI in the picture we're very very shortly nearing the end of someone sitting in their room writing a song and I'm paraphrasing here but writing the perfect song like uh well uh he was talking about Joy Division uh level right. level tell us tear us apart which right. is an incredible song but how those days of that thing happening are are going away quickly because of AI and how, you know, we're going to be explaining to our children what real music was at one point. And I'm curious mm-hmm. your thoughts on that, uh, you know, because you, you use a lot of electronics and synthesizers and things mm-hmm. like that and have been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious your take on AI's role in music, if you've even looked into it. Still have to. And your thoughts. Still have to like. You still have to have an emotional human 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 like interface with it. You you still have to like be the guy that's like, no, nah, I don't like that chord progression. That chord progression sucks. Even though like I can sit down with 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 you know with different plugins and literally go, okay, what chords sound cool with with this chord? Okay. Mm-hmm. This chord, this chord, this chord, this chord. So you can put them in order and then, okay, no, that's cool. Now, and you, you use the technology in a, in a way to create something that you think is cool or you, or you, that you like it. It's never going to replace, I mean, you know, they, they, I can't remember who was saying it, but like, you know, they, they were saying that about, you know, you know the typewriter oh the typewriter is going to take the humanity out of you know writing and it's gonna you know poetry is gone and you know no one will be able to they said the same thing about the word processor Mm -hmm. you know they said the same thing about you know you know uh yeah all these inventions that come along and and you know i i mean i don't i don't think that there's got to be some kind of humanity in, in in music writing. I mean, chatbot, even 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 chat DPT or whatever it is, like that still is kind of formulaic and and it's and it's derivative off of what other people have written. I mean, we we wrote our bio using chatbot, chat whatever it is, GPT. Really. Whatever. Yeah, and it was amazing. <laughs> it, was, awesome. it was it was amazing. It was like <laughs> the greatest fucking bio I've ever. Read. I mean, literally, it was like filter, filter Richard Patrick bio. 
biography and it fucking pumped out this thing that was like this long <laughs> and in, in in 500 words and like and uh-huh. and it was just amazing it was great so i mean i don't know i i don't think there's going to be a computer algorithm they there you go mm-hmm. um, Shout another, out. Another shout out. <laughs> uh, but I don't think there's going to be an algorithm that's going to do like a movie score or, you know, here's a new record. Here's lyrics. And, you know, because you're still going to need to even if I even if I used something to help me write lyrics, I'm still the guy that decides like, oh, that was cool. I'm going to take that phrase and, you know, and, and use that phrase, you know, mm-hmm. like. I, 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 I technology's our friend right now. I, I I'm I'm worried that AI is gonna, you know, start a, a nuclear nuclear war or something like that. Like James Cameron, I I could see that being horrible. But when it comes to music, I I don't really see it as a problem yet. That's a really interesting thing. That real quick, talking about pulling parts from things like. All AI is do it capable of doing is replicating, arranging, uh, generating new new content from things that it's learned from us already. Mm-hmm. So it's all technically organic material that's getting they're making baloney or they're making spam, right? Like they're taking something that was organic material and changing it, but it is derivative from stuff it's learned from us. So it's almost like a super wide scale, uh, uh, like art mimics reality or the greatest, uh, uh, compliment is, is, uh, uh, not what's the word. The, um, imitation is the, the best form of flattery or whatever. Yeah. AI is technically creating like musicians would taking stuff from what they like from other songs and mashing it together it's just doing that from everything that's a really interesting way to look at ai yeah well that's weird i mean sam what's that kid's name um oh he's a blonde uh ed sheeran ed sheeran Mm. was sued because he has four chords that are similar (laughs) to other songs and by the way those four chords are used everywhere yes they are fucking everywhere like those four chords are you know and um he actually came up with a hundred song lyrics from other songs and sang over each and sat there in front of the jury Mm -hmm. and sang over like and played the four chords Mm -hmm. and sang lines over the over the four chords and did it for like a hundred songs and like it was amazing and the then the then the court was like fuck it he's right they, they, they're all over the we're beggar borrowing thieves that's what keith richards calls us yeah you know all musicians are beggars borrowers and thieves you know sure you know yeah i mean the the rock and roll like the blues you know no, no, you know that, that there's a million songs based off of that guitar riff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the standards, as it were, mm-hmm. every everyone. That's that's such an interesting way to look at it. I, my mind's been blown today a couple times. Like, cool. just thinking about a, AI that way. Thinking about, uh, you know, just uh, I love these conversations. Conversations, Richard. Like I really do. I I look forward to them. Uh. 
because, you know, I never in my wildest dreams think when I was back in that basement in Wasilla, Alaska, listening to, to short bus Mm -hmm. that, you know, fast forward 30 years later, whatever, I'd be hanging out on the internet (laughs) chatting with Richard Patrick, like these things, it's just, it's never lost on me. Um, and the, the, I mean, I appreciate the time a hundred percent. I, you could be doing anything else during this time and I really appreciate you spending it with me, but I, I, I really appreciate the years and hours of, of great music to enjoy oh. and, and what you put in the world. And I say this all the time, but I really mean it. Like it's, it's, you know, those CDs were CDs you saw in everyone's CD booklet. It was like the standards back then. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And, and just watching what you put out over the years and then hearing this new record, it's fantastic. I think people are really oh. going to dig it. And when they get to, when they get to command Z, they're going to hear exactly what I'm talking about. And they're going to be <laughs> laughter and just like, Fuck yeah. yes. At the end, it's going to be this the big jubilation. End. It's the awesome. End, I just want to get high as a motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. At the very end, you know. I love it, man. And I and, hope they do. I, and I, Brent, I appreciate you being a fan and being, and we, we call them friends. We thank you for being a friend and listening absolutely. to the music because without the audience, we are nothing. Mm-hmm. We are just, we're just by ourselves making music which is fine too. Yeah. But uh I need an audience. I'm I'm vain. <laughs> <laughs> I I like the attention. <laughs> I just love the fact that I don't know how many times maybe this has been put together but as a just as a, a funny thought you were turned on to punk rock by T1000. Yeah. Your life is so fucking crazy cool. Yeah. Uh the fact that so much talent in your family and and that's just awesome to think about to say it out mm-hmm. loud nope i heard the clash from t1000 or yeah, johnny t1000, cash's dad however you want to look at it <laughs> he literally he literally said he went paul stanley because <laughs> i was listening to kiss he said he said another word but i'm going to use another word to approximate it but he goes paul stanley is a fucking pussy from now on, you're listening to Joe Strummer from The Clash. You are now punk here. And I listened to London Calling and it blew mm-hmm. my mind. It was like, London Calling, and I was there too. The, 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 the battle come down, London yeah. Calling. You know, that's that's my terrible ver- impersonation of it. But Smashing a guitar on the cover. like Yeah, I fucking went nuts like yeah. I, I did i smashed one of my earlier guitars like pete townsend yeah because i was like and I, that was another band the who mm-hmm. i saw the kids are all right with my brothers in the theaters and it blew my mind it was like 1977 and i was like fuck yeah the who that's killer yeah dude you got to get robert to do that on video paul stanley's yeah. a pussy now that i've seen him as johnny cash's dad like i could that's all i can picture now no more t1000 it's just that like Mm -hmm. johnny what the fuck you listening to paul stanley's a pussy (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh i love it right on man well uh we've dude we've gone over the hour um Mm -hmm. i want to be respectful of your time but i i and i thank Thank you for doing this in the evening time um yeah Yeah, no problem it's been a blast uh, no problem. I'm August 25th, right? 
August 25th, the record, the algorithm comes out by filter, and we strongly, really, really hope you listen to it straight through mm-hmm. from top to bottom. I and, recommend uh, that as well. That's how it's I a great listen. It. Yeah, cool, fantastic. I'm glad you we're going to wait till probably right before it comes out to put this episode out. So everyone's going to hear this about fresh cool. right there. Cool. So awesome. thank you so much, Richard. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime, sir. You got it, my man. All right. We'll talk soon. See ya. You got it. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Richard Patrick from Filter, from Nine Inch Nails, and their new album for Filter is called The Algorithm out august 25th check it out um i've had it for a while now and it is a fantastic fantastic record uh i think you will all enjoy it if you're a fan of richard's music um yeah it's it's a great record we talked a bit about it on the chat you guys are probably stoked on it at this point um so go check it out on the 25th it'll be available everywhere that's the algorithm from filter uh thank you to richard for coming on for being such a great guest uh it's awesome talking to people that I've been listening to for so long. People used to have, you know, posters on the wall of my room and uh, it's kind of like they're all coming to life on this show. And it's something that's not lost to me. I really, really appreciate the platform uh, of having this show. It's been a ton of work to get to this point, but it is also very, very worth it every week when I do this and I get to talk to people I really respect and admire um, and have them be awesome people. That's the other good thing. Half these people could be assholes, but they're not. They're great, great people, uh, and I have not been disappointed. I really, I really have not in seven long years. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, for every week coming back, uh, listening, just really, really growing this show. You know, I, I get all, I do all these stream of conscious style intro outros, and so I always get flubbed over my words, which is just how it is. Um, I'd rather it that way than some edited nightmare, but I really, really appreciate you guys coming back week after week, trusting me to bring you good content, uh, and to entertain you when you're, uh, working your night shift or whatever you're doing, uh, that you'd rather be listening to this than focusing on that. I'm glad to be here for you. And I always will be. So thank you so much, uh, each and every one of you check out the algorithm when it comes out on the 25th. Um, yeah, hit Richard up on Instagram. He's a good dude. Uh, Give them a follow. Give the band a follow. And uh, yeah, as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.